Hi, podcast listeners. We're excited to share our show with you. This is us discussing the effects of coronavirus on our personal lives and is not meant to replace a therapy session. For professional advice or if you're in crisis, seek professional help. Hi, Stace. Hi, Layla. Um, what what are we doing? <laughs> We're in a brave new world with coronavirus, and let's figure it out together. I'm Layla, co-founder of Bridger Media. I'm concerned about the effect of COVID-19 on our mental health. I'm Stacy. As a therapist, I've seen the effects of the current crisis. So we created a show to dissect and navigate this critical time together. Let's stay calm with COVID. I got caterpillars for my kids to see. We haven't done that before, but I thought it would be worth it since they're not in school and they all hatched this week. And so we were able to see them. And like, we all know this is a fact, but somehow just seeing five little tiny caterpillars in a jar grow, become chrysalis, and then emerge as butterflies is incredible. I don't understand. I'm like, how does that happen? <laughs> Similarly, we can transform and change and grow in beautiful ways. And so be gentle with yourself through the process. It's a, it's a, often a stretching, growing process and it might not be comfortable at first. I imagine those little butterflies like tucked in. I can see their wings like in the chrysalis, you know, I, I could see before they emerged. And I thought, oh, they're getting close. And so it has to be, they were, they were quarantined, the ultimate quarantine. <laughs> Butterf yeah. Like butterflies in their cocoon and then they emerged and they're let their wings have, there's a period of time where they have to unfold and expand and then dry before they are ready to go out on their own. Just allowing ourselves that space to transform even when it's uncomfortable. Thank you so much for sharing that, Stace. And I think that's such an amazing way to frame all that we're gonna talk about today, which has to do with some of the more difficult parts of this journey that we're all on together. I think there is a very interesting dynamic going on for a lot of people during this time of quarantine and uncertainty. You have the group of people who really love it, who have gained a lot from this time away from time. There are people who are very much in a bad place, and that could be financial reasons, but it could also be because they're around people who don't necessarily bring out the best in them or who they don't feel connected to that they're forced to quarantine with. And on another side of that are people who are extremely lonely. So you may have people who are lonely. You may have people who have a hard time being around their family and then people for whom this is actually working out. And so let's put those people aside, the ones for whom it's working out and talk about those for whom this is a challenge either because of loneliness or because of their or because of the people they're around what are your thoughts for many people it is hard and it's it's hard for different reasons um and i i think that it's okay making space for your experience and for the experience of others that everybody's experience is valid and believing people right when they share 
how they're feeling or what they're going through and, and listening and being there for them. I do have clients who are introverts who've really, at, at first at least, were excited to not have to be around people as much, um, who do have social anxiety. And this was really a relief for them to not have that added stress of being in in social situations, in large gatherings. And even those people have admitted that it, it gets lonely. And so I... I could only imagine how hard it would be, you know, after two months of, of, of quarantine, being alone. Yes, we have FaceTime. Yes, we have Zoom. There's all those, those things, and that's wonderful. I'm so glad we have those. But it isn't quite the same as seeing a, somebody in the flesh and being able to, to interact. And that, that energy, I think, is different, right, when you're in person. And so my heart definitely goes out to, those, to anybody who has been quarantined, who lives alone, who's been quarantined, or is feeling lonely for any reason. I hear you, I see you, and I'm here for you. And there are likely other people in your life that are there for you too. I know it's scary to reach out, and I know sometimes we feel like we're alone, um, that we don't have good friends, or that there's nobody we can call. However, and, and thinking of like making friends during this time feels really hard. I often encourage people to start with the relationships you do have and work on strengthening those relationships first. And as you do that, you'll find the people that are reciprocate back. We can't control other people, but we can, we can only control what we do. And so oftentimes it's not the big gestures that build a friendship. It's not showing up at somebody's door with like a homemade meal. That's awesome sometimes, and that helps build, of course, but oftentimes it's those little text messages like, hey, I was thinking of you today, how are you? Or um, just sending a, a note. Just little, little things are those things that, that help build relationships and build trust and can strengthen over time. And so I think starting there is a great place. So Stace, when people are lonely, I I um, expect that with that loneliness comes a lot of other feelings. So maybe you notice things start to creep in. Maybe that's extreme pessimism or terror. What, what if people are at a point where they are not only lonely, but feeling all these other things settle into their minds and their hearts. Is it is the answer always reach out to someone? Or, you know, if someone truly feels like there's nobody that they can turn to, what can they do? Hmm. I think that's a great question, and I think it's it's okay it's it's okay to be lonely, right? Like there's just like it's okay to be alone, to be single. Like it's okay to be to be lonely. There's nothing wrong with that. Our society does have a focus, sometimes a hyper focus on coupledom and what that looks like, and 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 such. I know it can be hard to not fit in that mold. 
but there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And I, I think it's, it's actually can allow for a lot of growth. Um, if you find yourself in a place where you're feeling lonely, accept it, embrace it, allow yourself to feel that and experience that. Um, I have a friend who posted that she, she, she lives alone, that she was embracing the loneliness, welcoming it, meeting it at the door. She was in writing. She was using writing as a tool to help explore and expand what that loneliness looks like and feels like for her. And yeah, so I think sitting with that, really, that's the essence of, I think, what all of us ultimately are striving towards is learning to sit with our feelings and make space for them and then knowing how to move forward. If you, if you do find your mind going to a really dark place, I think we all have a dark dungeon area of our minds and it's like a downward spiral staircase and it doesn't take very long before we end up at the very bottom and we feel completely alone and stuck and we don't know how to get out and we can't see any light. I think we've, most of us have been there before and where you just, sometimes it's hard to stop yourself from spiraling. You might know you're on that staircase, but it's just hard to stop your, your mind from, from continuing. And so if you do find that happening and it going to a really dark place, if you are experiencing suicidal thoughts, thoughts of self, please, please do reach out. I know it might be extremely difficult when you're in that situation, but I encourage you to please reach out. In fact, if you've had any of those thoughts, and they're so much more common than we realize, if you've had any thoughts of self-harm over the past few weeks, please, when you're feeling in a good place, you know, when you're not in the dungeon, think about who you can talk to about that. Somebody in your circle, reach out to a close friend or family member and just let them know that you've had those thoughts and and come up with a plan maybe to have that person check on you regularly reach out to to a mental health professional to, or to nine you know 911 um, because there are people that will help you there is help there absolutely is help through this you don't have to go it alone um so i just want to throw that out there to anybody that might um be struggling with any of those things it doesn't mean you are any less of a person you are whole and complete and, and lovable and worthy. You are worthy to love yourself and to feel loved and you are enough. And there are hotlines, right? There are texting ones now too, which is great because if you don't feel comfortable talking. Yeah, I think the testing ones might be a good start or a good way for people to just get their feet wet even with you know, seeing if they can go down this road. Because it's interesting what you were saying in a different episode about how a lot of people who are new to therapy really have to start at a place where they're just getting in touch with their feelings. You know, and for me, when I did my first therapy session as a late teen, and I remember how shocked I was that I was given permission to believe certain things or feel certain things because I was so locked into my mind and taking all the blame. And so 
Mm-hmm. I think it can be so new for so many people. I believe that we all have the answers inside of us and sometimes we just need some help peeling back the layers a little bit to, to see them and define them. Um, but you, you're always in control of your, of your health. If you feel like what a doctor or therapist is telling you is, isn't right for you, you know, find a second opinion also be open to their expertise, I would say. That you should be open to their expertise, but at the same time, you have to find the one that fits. Uh, For many people, this isn't a time of joy because they may be stuck with people they don't enjoy being around or are toxic or even worse, are abusive. And so I think there are maybe degrees of solutions to each of those scenarios. I'm wondering, you know, let's start with the easiest, which is just maybe you're around people who annoy you and you're over it. Are we talking spouses or kids too? (laughs) Let's start with uh, kids and then we'll go to spouses. And there, I'm sure there are parents as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like if you're caring for living with your parents, mm-hmm. or if you're a teenager li- living with your parent, mm-hmm. or in your twenties, or yeah, single living with your parent. I, I feel like that could be an episode in and of itself. Boundaries are important. Having healthy boundaries with the people that you live with. I guess if it's just mild annoyance for me. When I'm finding my patients running thin with my family, I often haven't taken time for myself during the day. And so even though we're stuck at home, you can still go for a walk, go for a drive. I'll be vulnerable here and admit that there was a day a couple weeks ago that I it was bedtime and my patience was gone. It just was gone. And so I asked my husband to take over bedtime routine and I got in the car and drove and ended up at the McDonald's drive-thru getting french fries, which I rarely eat McDonald's, but that was what was open. And (laughs) sat in a grocery store parking lot, eating my soggy (laughs) french fries in sweats and an old t-shirt. It was like an all-time low. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I was out of the house and I was by myself. And so it was a win. And that's all that matters. Yeah. I I told another friend that, I I know I told you that, um, but I told another friend, she's like, that sounds like a girl's night out at this point. (laughs) So no judgment. We're in the no judgment zone during COVID. Expectations are out the window. Whatever you need. I don't know that I- This is the definition. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. I don't know that I needed, I didn't need French fries in that moment, but I needed some sort of space and solitude. Just don't, don't be too hard on yourself. (laughs) This is a definition of que sera, sera. Almost anything you do can make you a bit of a winner. In what other context in life can like walking around the block make you feel like such a winner and that you're actually doing yes. something <laughs> productive, even though walking should be just part of normal life anyway? Or in what other context of life is changing out of pajamas 
I mean, there's, it's all, it's right now, it's all about the little things. Um, and I will say, if you're just around people who are like minutely annoying, I think these little moments of like getaway of just getting into your mind or getting into your own space are pretty incredible solutions, as I'm sure a lot of people have creative ideas. I would love to hear other people's ideas if anybody is open to sharing what they've done, how they've created space for themselves during this time. So I have like my core group of friends who none of whom I live close to and and like these friends I've known forever and we're like family, you are included in that. It's not, it's beyond friendship. And then where I live, I wouldn't say that I've found really a community that feels like family, maybe a couple of people and a couple of moments, but you know, when you just sort of crave that connection or feel like it's a, an amazing connection, I haven't felt that, but I do have some acquaintances and I decided to reach out to them and create a, a a happy hour. Just kind of invited everyone to a happy hour. And I'm surprised. Like, I think I invited like 15 people and eight people have already said yes. And one of them thought it was last night and she texted me in a panic. She couldn't come. I said, it's next week. It just It's kind of such an interesting thing, right? Because now we don't even know what's happening anymore. I was like, it's it's next week, actually. And she responded and said, oh my gosh, you have no idea how much I need this. And so you think it's like such a small thing. It's just picking a card, adding a couple emails and sending it out. And I, it's, it's 45 minutes. I'm not going to turn it into like a three-hour complaining fest. It's just for us to like get together Everyone can have their fun, fizzy beverage, and we can just hang out. Back to it being simple, hopefully, and, and thinking about things that are simple and easy. I think about this a lot. How about couples who maybe were on the verge of divorce, and they're now in a situation where this could have gone two ways. They realize how much they actually love each other, and no longer want to get divorced or they're on the other end where they want to kill each other more than ever. So what is it just like get out, like get out of that situation? I, I don't know. Like I, I can't even imagine what it would feel like to be in that situation. That would be really difficult. Again, I want to prioritize safety. I know you were saying that in jest, but if you are in a situation that is not safe, please reach out, call, call a friend to help you make a plan, reach out. There are still nonprofits that are available for domestic violence in your community. Reach out to them, call 911, do something. There's always, we are never stuck. We are never, never stuck. Even in this time of COVID, there might be fewer options or it might be a bit trickier, but there are always options and your safety is so important. If it's to a lesser degree where you're just annoyed with each other, like you were already on the verge of divorce and now you're stuck with that person and you just are on each other's nerves, there's not safety issues, still reach out. If you like talk to your lawyer, likely things can be done. We're learning that a lot more can be done online than we realized before. I believe I have heard that like courthouse proceedings are a bit backed up. I don't know what solutions they're finding there. Um, but even if the divorce isn't final, you can still separate and live in separate households while you're working out the details. You don't have to be stuck in a bad yeah. situation. Yeah. And then for people who are in abusive situations. Call 911. Reach out to your local domestic violence support hotline. Mm -hmm. 
there are shelters, maybe there's a family member that you could go stay with, please don't do not wait. Don't hesitate to reach out to call. I know that it can be so difficult and so nuanced, but you do not deserve to be a dangerous situation. So it sounds like, Stace, you're saying that whatever scenario you find yourself in during this quarantine, there is always hope and there's always a way to find yourself moving forward, even though it's a baby step. I do believe change is always possible. And sometimes we don't always see the, the path in front of us. It can seem unclear. But I promise you, take a step towards change, towards movement, and you'll see the next step. It may not be easy, but it's there and it's worth it's worth finding. And sometimes yeah. it happens a lot quicker than we think too. So make space that it's probably not going to happen overnight, but it could happen quicker than you believe. Sometimes doors open wide open, right? Sometimes we just see like closed doors and then all of a sudden we take a step and those doors open for us. And it's a clear path. There's something called post-traumatic growth. People who go through difficult situations often have a lot of growth. Um, They searched or they did research on Hurricane Katrina survivors, people who had been the most impacted by Hurricane Katrina. How are they defining growth? I have so many moments of um, despair and disappointment I think just as part of being human and I want to know how I can take those and actually cultivate them. Becoming more resilient as a result of struggle with trauma can be an example of post-traumatic growth. This could mean amazing things for our society, right? When an entire country or entire world has gone through trauma, it just means that we are all elevated Mm -hmm. in the aftermath. There are five inventories or five parts of of this. Appreciation of life, relationships with others, new possibilities in life, personal strength, and spiritual change. Even though things might feel really hard right now or really messy and scary, recognize that, you know, this is a transformation time for many of us personally, but also on a larger scale. Thanks for joining us. This show is evolving. If you have ideas for what you'd like to hear, let us know. Email me, Layla, at BridgerMedia.com. That's L-E-I-L-A at B-R-I-D-G-R Media.com. See you next time on Calm with COVID.